If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Fly and V Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bass. I'm your host for this beautiful ride, and I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Bang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinion. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to 50 States of Waterfowl here on the Flying V Podcast. And I'm excited to be with you guys this week because we're traveling over the East Coast all the way to Connecticut. And we've got one hell of a guest for you guys this week. Uh, it may not be a name that resonates with you, but uh, once you guys see it, you guys are going to be super excited, okay? Uh, once you get to talk to him, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait to actually get into it and start this ball Um so what we're going to do this week, uh, we got Matt Weddish coming on here um, all the way from Connecticut. He's going to be doing some talking with us. We got Vang in here as well, guys. But before we hop into everything, I just want to say thanks for stopping in. If you're on one of our podcast platforms, do me a favor, guys. Hit that follow button. Show us some support. Um, and head over to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on there already, just drop down. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and stick around. Like I told you guys before, man, we got 52 states to go through and we're on state number seven. So we have plenty of content coming at you guys and it's going to be steadily coming for the next year. Um, all it takes to support us is just hit a button and there you go. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well at Flying V Outdoors. Uh, I'm always posting some new stuff up on there and I've got a project coming up. I know you guys are like, wow, how many fucking projects does this guy need? Uh, but I've got another project. I thought of it um, and we're rolling with it. And I think this one is really going to be great. It's something that I want to do. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just teasing you guys. But hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, I'll have everything hashed out and we'll be able to release it. So, uh, Vang, are you in here, buddy? What's up, my brother? All right. So we got, <laughs> we got Vang. I, it's a really hard to get Vang in here two weeks in a row. Uh, but, but we managed to do it, yeah. God willing. So how you doing, buddy? I'm good, my man. You know, uh, going off with this weekly recap, I went to the game fair, you know, but I couldn't find Forrest's booth. So you did, how did I, you uh, not find it? Honestly, I was looking around. I was more interested in like just seeing all the cool stuff they had there. So I oh, wasn't really so you're too cool to their for No, no, not even. Sorry, right, Forrest, well, if you're listening, it's not. <laughs> it's not like I wasn't looking for you. Well, I'm gonna text but... him and let him know that thing <laughs> is too cool for dive bomb. But I always really, it was really fun experience. First time, uh, wanted to go to the game fair and uh, finally take the time to go out this weekend, and it was fun. And then. I've been searching for ammo all week, you know, found some at the local Walmart, you know, Wally's World. And you got bought to, some of this. You got early goose knocking on your door next week, don't you? Yeah, next weekend. And then we got Dove uh, Wednesday. So oh, shit. try to hit that up. So that's why I've been looking for ammo. So Man. I found some. And uh, today we went out shooting practicing some of my trap shooting you know what i'm saying how to drop some birds uh very well actually uh i think i'd say i've only missed about 10 percent of my shots <laughs> uh, i don't know i'm calling cap <laughs> it's no hard way. to believe but it's believable yeah yeah guess what with my 20 gauge <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. know 
we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to send you a tacticam so you can uh, <laughs> yeah you know show you, us the truth tech cam <laughs> I'd, be glad, I'd be gladly to shoot some man and, uh had to help out my uncle move so i was in a rush to come back try to get in here and i joined you guys today i heard that it's a it's been, you, a, man? been a busy fucking week down here uh in louisiana for me uh it feels really like a big blur and uh it's just <laughs> like and it's only been monday tuesday wednesday i've just been i feel like i've been going non-stop uh yeah it, work's been busy um yesterday i was up at four o'clock didn't get home till 11 o'clock last night Jeez. um and just going 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 doing stuff we were at the delta waterfowl banquet last night um talking to some people about tacticam and all that good oh, stuff yeah. uh brought home another painting i have this bad habit of going to banquets and buying paintings <laughs> um <laughs> so brought nice. home another painting but it's a it's a dog pick it's really uh i got it for uh hopefully for the kennel one day when we actually uh, nice. build a kennel so that's in the plans is to build a kennel uh is, it, I, is that that secret that you're keeping no <laughs> no that's <laughs> okay. literally uh, i like i said it's I another project <laughs> fucking project it's not even funny and I, I don't know. I hate myself because my brain just keeps on like firing off this stuff. And then like yeah. the little devil on my shoulder is always like, yeah, dude, do it. Yeah, you, you've got you to try it. So <laughs> I, I figure uh, if I try about 10 different things, one of them should be successful. Yeah, um, sounds about right. <laughs> so we're just going to keep on firing. But we did launch the Facebook page this week too um, for Flying V Retrievers. Um, so kind of been keeping it in the dark but we went semi-public with it i guess um mm -hmm. looking to take on a couple dogs to train um and, and that again man with with what we got going on now um in the next couple weeks is going to depend on whether or not i keep pursuing that it's uh i don't know it's fun life's fun when you just keep on rolling with stuff so uh i've never I'll, been I'll one to sit still i'll give you one of my dogs to try out i'll give you my dog to try out first <laughs> Dude, we've already talked about this. So we know that it works. On it. I, I already have proof. Proofs in the pudding. See you in January. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. She can still come. I'll have a seat for her. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're looking at adding on a garage slash kennel. I don't know if you've priced stuff, man, but everything's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then do next weekend, like you said, dove season opens up here. Uh, we don't get an early goose season here. Arkansas does. Been talking to a buddy of mine um, who actually went up to South Arkansas, Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> did some scouting up there, and I might we might be doing some early goose. I don't want to say we are because I don't want to let everyone down and expecting a video, but we might go up to South Arkansas and try and do some early goose hunt. Um, but regardless, next Saturday we're going to be in the dove field hunting for sure. And we, we're doing pretty well this year as far as birds moving into the area. Uh, there's I've seen a lot of doves around. Uh, and the teal numbers, we've actually been seeing teal here already. So we might actually have a good teal season here this year. But, again, I'm not going to promise anything. Uh, that'd be foolish. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, this week, uh, like I said, we've got Matt Wettish here from Connecticut. And uh, Matt's got some stories to tell all of you guys. And uh, I think it's going to be a good one. You guys should really enjoy the show. But uh, Matt, can you hear us all right? 
Yeah, man, I just I made it back just in time after going to get my beer while you're doing the intro, man. Perfect. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Welcome. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, Matt fits right in with us, guys. Um, you know, from the brief chat we got to have before the episode, uh, real laid back guy. Uh, and he has seen a lot of shit and he's here to share it with you guys. So Matt, if you want to just go ahead real quick and just kind of introduce yourself to everyone, um, kind of let them know how awesome you are. (laughs) I, I, I am the same as everybody else out there, man. I'm, I'm just a guy who's, you know, weekend warrior that tries to get it done. Um, I've just, uh, I guess I've just been blessed a little. Um, I was at the right time at the right place, been in the outdoor industry for, uh, 25 years plus and, um, exposed to, uh, people that I just, I don't know how I was exposed to became friends with, um, icons, Yeah, you know, uh, Tim grounds was, uh, God bless him before he passed, uh, I, I don't even want to get emotional at the beginning of this, but uh, he's he's family to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that guy to death, you know. And um, amazing influence on on my on my waterfowl hunting and everything, and as well as everybody else that kind of came along with that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hanging out with that crew, um, you know, was the zinks, the foils, the you know, just on and on and on, mm-hmm. you know, powers and all that, and it's uh you name it 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 goes it just keeps going oh yeah. so but quite honestly it's uh it's time in the field this exposure it's taken that knowledge and uh you know i feel blessed to have had that what i was explaining to you guys earlier you know i didn't have a learning curve i had a learning spike mm-hmm. and um being able to pass that on and, and, and help people out is just, is just a blessing. So that that's it, man. Now I'm, I'm nothing special, man. I'm, I'm just kind of a guy like everybody else out there. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I'm glad you said the, that, man, because the, the birds, the birds screw me just as much as they do everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, and, and passing on the information, uh, in this sport, waterfowl particularly, uh, I just feel like people are a lot more secretive and they don't like to help as much um, as other sports. And I think, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe it's just the way that uh, kids it's, are it's, being raised these days. But it's, it's, not, it's not just waterfowl, man. It's everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I love being able to be able to help somebody truly make a difference. And, and, you know, perfect example on, on a simplicity side, we'll, excuse me, we'll veer away from waterfowl and go to Turkey for a minute, but yeah, you know, it's real easy for me to say, all right, you know, what are you shooting? They tell me, and they're like, I'm shooting high brass sixes or whatever. And I'm shooting an extra full choke. And I'm like, well, is it a Turkey extra full? And they're like, well, it's an extra full. (laughs) It's not the same, you know? And so if I tell somebody they can shoot, get a Carlson's choke, turkey choke for their gun, shoot Winchester Longbeards, and just let it fly, and they will have a pattern that is going to be so effective that, sure, they may go 
to other chokes and other ammo and all that. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You're going to have to test and test and test and test. And as long as you're taking ethical shots, you're never going to have to worry with that combo. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, to be able to turn somebody on to the simplicity and I've never had somebody come back and go, dude, man, you suck ass, man. This is completely wrong. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it, it's, oh my God, that pattern's incredible. Thank you. You know, yeah. and to be able to alleviate that issue. And when you transition something like that to waterfowl, it, you know, okay, Vang, you were, you were talking about going out onto the trap range. Okay. And you were shooting today. Yeah. And I can tell you what I've, I've been in the industry. I've shot competition shotgun. I've done law enforcement, tactical instruction. I've shot it. You know, I did live fire demos, full automatic weapons all across the country on and on and on. So there's a reason going into shotguns, you're standing on the range, Vang. And you've got a guy standing next to you with a $30,000 Parazzi <laughs> or yeah. some insane, you know, $10,000 custom Beretta or whatever it may be. And guess what? They've got Briley's or Carlson's or some other choke manufacturer's right. choke and a $30,000 freaking gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There's a reason for that. There's a reason why the people that are at the Olympics shooting trap and skeet do not shoot the chokes that go with the gun because there's gun manufacturers and there's choke manufacturers. Yep. And you can take a decent, any gun and take that, that standard choke out of it and put, an aftermarket choke in there and not just anything. Don't go for the tightest, go for what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, go, I'm not a pass shooter. I want their feet down. You know, if I'm pass shooting, those birds are only about 20 feet up, 30 feet up tops. You know, they're 10 yards, 15 Mm -hmm. yards above me. I'm not taking stretch shots. I can kill these things with dove loads if I wanted to. You know, yeah, yeah. So you get yourself a good choke and a decent load. You don't need to spend insane amounts of money. I was sponsored. I shouldn't say was. I I have a relationship with Winchester, and I have since the nineties. And back in the day, I was given um, cases and more than I could ever shoot in a season. <laughs> of bismuth when winchester owned bismuth and i told the guys i said listen i don't want to shoot this anymore it was awesome i don't want to shoot it anymore and they're like why not this is kind of our premier gig you know this is our deal (laughs) and i said every single person i talked to they say what do you shoot man oh man tell me what you shoot and i said i shoot bismuth oh my god i can't afford that well, guess what? I can't either. So why am I shooting? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I, I I'm my, I suck. I'm not a good <laughs> shot. I can connect. I can kill my birds. I can get my limit, whatever. But guess what? I'm not. I'm not a 99 out of 100 shooter. I'm not a 98 out of 100 shooter. I, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm solid eighties. You know, I I can do good, but you know, I'm not paying two fifty every time I pull that trigger. <laughs> yep. Every time I pull that trigger, I'm I'm not seeing freaking empty shells going. I'm seeing a fucking beer. I'm like, God damn, my beer money's <laughs> going. I'm just shucking beer money out of my gun. And, and you know, as I'm pulling the trigger, I'm like, son of a bitch. And so I don't want to have to go from, you know, my my IPA to to peels or schlitz or something, you know? Yeah. You know, I want my IPAs. So I told him, I said, you know, I, I want to shoot your premier steel good round. And I started shooting that. And guess what? There was no fucking difference. <laughs> you know, you, you wait for the right shot. You don't take the stupid shit and you get a good choke and put it in your gun. And guess what? You're not going to have holes in your pattern. You're going to kill more birds. Yeah. If you're if you're in a place where you need to stretch your shots, trust me, those guys out there vang in Minnesota, I tell you, you know, especially back <laughs> in the day, they assign they would yeah. assign you blinds. You'd go into public land and said, "You get this blind, you get that blind, you get that blind," and you were on these public lands and you didn't get to scout, you didn't get to go where you wanted to go. They sent you to these places. Those birds have been shot up there for years and they're not going to, they're not cupping in and landing. They've mm -hmm. seen every spread on the market. Mm -hmm. So guys are taking 60 yard shots. So then nope. you accommodate for that. Get out in the field, put out pieces of cardboard, get your shot, find out what pattern's best. Guess what? It may not be triple B. It may be, you know, B's or double B's or whatever, find out what shoots best, find out what patterns best because every choke and every, every shell is going to pattern differently together with your gun. Yep. So and that's you, why it's expensive. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly, man. But I'll tell you what you want. I, I guarantee everybody out there that says, Oh man, you know, I'm not that good of a shot. I bet you every single person out there is a better shot than they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd like to think I'm a good shot. No, so, some suck. I get it. You know? yeah. Well, and and like you said, I mean, I I would say at least seventy five percent of uh, of people who hunt don't pattern their shotgun. And, no, they do for and, turkey, but they don't for waterfowl. Why is? That? And when you do, it, it will blow your mind. Um, I think it was last year we patterned them. I bought that case of. Um, what were those shells we bought? Man? Oh, I bought those federal, oh, federal speed shocks that right? we got on rebate. Yeah, it was like 90 bucks for a case. It was a steel. And then I got a new gun. Shot them through my new gun last year. And I just wasn't hitting shit. So I, I went to pattern it. And the pattern was just horrendous. Um, looking back, throw in some Super Xs, like the Gray Box Winchesters, $5 a box or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it patterned like a dream out of that. But those... When I was shooting my Benelli, they patterned like shit out of my Benelli, and the speed shocks patterned great. So, like you said, I mean, it, every gun is different to shell and choke, and you're going to save a lot of money in the long run if you just spend the money and find what works best because you're going to hit yeah. more shots and you're going to shoot better. So, now are you shooting aftermarket chokes? I do. I have. I use Carlson. Uh, Carlson's. There you um, go. 
That's what awesome. I got in my in my gun right now. Not you know, I told you before, you know, I don't have a single pro staff. And I, I think that the pro staff name has been watered down. I used mm-hmm. to feel proud to be able to say that. And and now uh, I think it's kind of a diluted um, title. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was I have a gr- great relationship with the guys at Carlson's. And not only that they produce an amazing choke, but they're good guys. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I like about a company. You know, they're good people. You call them, they're going to get the right choke for you. Yeah. You know, I was turned on to them. Um, I, I guess it was three years ago now uh, by a friend and ordered a choke and it, it patterned great. It, it worked great. I had no issues out of it. And, and I never looked back and that was it. I never had to try another one. Um, so I, I'm along the lines of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I, it. I, I got it. I paid the money. It worked and I'm happy with it. So, um, we're going to steer back on course though, Matt. Um, <laughs> cause we're, Dude, there, there, is, there, there is I'll, nothing yeah. straight about what I do. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we, uh, <laughs> we're prone to rabbit holes. And anyone who listens to the podcast knows it. We go down them and we go deep. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna week. <laughs> we're gonna have to try. And stay yeah, we're track. supposed to talk about Connecticut, aren't we? That's right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Connecticut, so you're born and raised in Connecticut. I am, sir. All right. And where at in Connecticut are you? I am central Central Shoreline. So if you take Connecticut and split it with the Connecticut River. I am about 10 minutes from the Connecticut river on the Eastern or on the Western side. And I'm about 10 minutes from the shoreline. So I've got puddle ducks down the Connecticut river and geese. I've got uh, farmland going all the way up the central part of the state for Canada's um, we've got the ocean for broad bill for puddle ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, I mean, we've got a plethora of waterfowl here. You know, my, my main focus I've done, I've done sea ducking, I've done the broad bill thing. I've done the, uh, I've, I've done the, uh, what do you call it? Um, ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Now I'm trying to pull it out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. Brain fart. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, I've done your sea ducks, you know, and I've done, you know, your puddlers get pushed down as soon as everything freezes up. Yeah, uh, you get we get woodies in the swamps uh, flood. We do have flooded timber. That's kind of cool. Um, we got really dynamic hunting because of the Connecticut River being tidal. Yeah. Um, you know, the farmlands going up through the Connecticut River. Obviously, the Connecticut River goes from Long Island Sound all the way up to the Canadian border. So hmm. it's a great flyway. And we see all sorts of stuff. You know, my main gig is Canada's. I just love thumping the shit out of them things. Yeah. You know, they shit all over everything. So it just is just, <laughs> yes. that, there, there's just that much more appreciation for knocking their dicks in the dirt. Yes. When I see them here in the summer, I'm just like, just wait till it's hunting time. Yeah, but those uh, are the ones you can't kill. Yeah, yeah wait till they move you know, around. Th- those those are the ones that go to the grid lines. You know, you see them on the local golf courses and which yeah. I've killed them on. You see them on the, you know, the football field and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's pretty funny. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I you know Connecticut in the Northeast is one of one of the places that I is on my list of places to hunt. Uh, which as we find out every week, I add a new state to that list. But uh, I think the Northeast is kind of at the top of everyone's list just because of how diverse it is and just all the different things you can do um and, and like you said the most intriguing part is just you know the different varieties and and you get species more consistently uh than we could ever imagine here um yeah. and granted we're not in neither the central nor the mississippi flyway here we're just right in the fucking middle so uh we kind of pick and choose off each of them but uh yeah the the northeast is definitely a place on my list of things to visit but what what do you think the most prominent bird that you guys see there is? You know, it really depends. Obviously, because of the diversity, it really depends on what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, if you really want to say what's the most predominant bird, I'm going to say the fucking cormorant. <laughs> <laughs> That's everywhere, I think. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but, you know, we, we've got mergs, we got bufflehead, we got goldeneye, we got broadbill, we've got you know, old squaw, um, Brant, we've got Canada's, we've got, mm-hmm. I mean, on, 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 that's just going on the saltwater side. Yeah. We've got, we've got teal, we've got woodies, we've got mallards, we've got, you know, what everybody sees is the coveted black duck is our like gimme every day. <laughs> you know, it's like the, fu- okay. Yeah. We got our fucking black duck. We're it's like, our, it's like a Louisiana wood duck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Uh, I mean, so we've got all that going on and then we've got, um, a cool migration, you know, we've got obviously the resident Canada's, which are all the way up through all the States in new England, which are your your big birds or your giants. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we've got a migration of graders that both come out of Canada as well as, uh, Prince Edward Island on and on and on and kind of come down that, that, uh, that uh, Atlantic flyway and, and, you know, in through Connecticut and that New York border as well. <laughs> so there's a, there's a huge diversity of birds. Um, it, and to say which one's predominant, it really depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we've got a migration of Canada's that comes through here and, you know, on, on, on my fields, depending on when you're going, it, it'd be a, you know, a small day of, uh, two to 500 and during a solid migration, it'll be three to 5,000. Yeah. So crazy. that, that, that's not big in any means, as far as the central flyway is concerned when, you know, 20, 30,000 get off a roost. Yeah. But, um, around here, that's pretty significant. Uh, but we also get, you know, your, your mallards coming down are going to be awesome. The wood duck hunting in our, in our swamps and, you know, our, our, uh, beaver ponds and our, you know, our flooded areas is just killer. Oh we, yeah. You know, we don't get the diversity of teal. We do have some good teal hunting, but, um, I would say our woodies are kind of our more dominant, uh, timber kind of duck. Okay. Um, we do have great, you know, we've got a bunch of mallards and all that, but it's, uh, it's so, uh, for your, uh, for the Atlantic flyway in or at least for you, 
when you, when you get teal, are, are you getting blue wings or green wings or an even mix? Or yeah, we're get. Um, no, we're we're definitely not getting an even mix. And quite honestly, I mean, the teal, I would say, are tertiary as far as a bird is concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, our early season is gonna is definitely gonna be mallards, blacks, and woodies. Okay. And quite honestly, that early season is going to be your woodies predominantly. Yeah. You know, um, our early our early duck season, it's going to be your first light. Holy shit! What was that? Oh goddamn! It's <laughs> it's it's shooting time, and the and the woodies just yeah. you just hear that the, those wing beats go by. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh. and then as you're looking low on the water for the woodies to come by, you hear. And there go your mallards mm-hmm. over your head. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, and and we're uh, we talked about that last week, I think, with Forrest. Um, you know, Louisiana, one of the beautiful gems that a lot of people take for granted is is our amount of wood ducks and the consistency of wood ducks when you're hunting. Um, you know, it's always most of the time it's going to be pass shooting. Uh, they're either going to be a pass shot or they just suicide straight in. You don't even know where they came from. Yeah, you hear them um, land. Yeah, so and you, and you try and discern which one of your decoys is real. <laughs> so it, exactly, and that's the thing is a lot of people take for granted. They're like, ah, oh, I'm sick of shooting fucking wood ducks. Uh, but that's one of my favorite things is you know, I mean, if we don't have a good migration or a good push of birds, I mean, we at least know we got four or five holes where we can go in the morning shoot our three wood ducks and be out of there before the sun is like fully well, yeah, you risen. Know- you know, pe- people get greedy, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. an experience, you know, and, and I, I did a, I did a podcast with field and stream for fishing. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to relate this to what you just said. You know, he was talking about opening day, opening day trout fishing. And when you're in a stocked area and it just get carpet bombed. You know, everybody throws their lines in at once, you know, and everybody's yeah. just, you know, just everybody's lines are getting tangled and everybody's just hammering the shit. I got a limit and I got a limit and I got a limit. You know, everybody's looking for the limit and everybody's like, oh, uh, you know, I got my woodies. I got my woodies. Well, guess what? You take those woodies away. And what do you got? You got a sunset or a sunrise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, so there, there's got, you, you know, people got to stop thinking about, and, and this is kind of coming, this is coming from me and it's going to get off the fucking Connecticut thing again. I'm sorry guys, <laughs> but you know what? So I've dealt in over 25 years with all this trophy shit and chest pounding crap of, I got a limit and fuck this. And I, I killed this and I killed that. Guess what? Enjoy being out there. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your birds. Get your, t- you know what? If it's your two woodies, all I got is my two woodies. Well, guess what, man? I didn't even get them. <laughs> you know? Yep. So it, enjoy it, man. J- just treasure what you've got and, and enjoy those birds, man. Because I'll tell you what, you take them away. If somebody says, okay, man. You know, you're sick and tired of all those woodies coming by. Well, guess what? I love those woodies. Mm-hmm. Take them out of your take them out of your bag limit and see how many people <laughs> fucking throw a squawk about that. Oh yeah. Well, and and like you said, man, it, 
I've said it before. I think last year we posted a video. Uh, I posted a hunt video as me and one buddy and, and my pup. And we had a blast. It was one of my favorite hunts of the year. And I think we killed like five ringnecks. And that was all we killed. We were out there, there six hours. But we just, I mean, the whole video, we were just fucking laughing and cracking up and just having fun trying to shoot these damn things. Yep. Um, and, and it was almost just a shit show of a hunt. And it was so much fun. I shared that video and I think a lot of people clicked on it like, wow, this video sucks. But to me, like that was one of the, my favorite videos that I made all exactly. year last year. Because people um, are in that mentality, mentality of the kill. Well, and I, I think social media is one of the biggest things to blame for that because it yep. just turns into this huge pissing contest. Um, and, and with YouTube, I mean, if you pull, like just type in duck hunting on YouTube, <laughs> all you're going to see is like, North Dakota, 12-man mallard limit, and this and that. And it, that's all yeah. blown up on views. So yeah. I, that's kind of one thing we've tried to stick to, or I've tried to stick to on the channel is just, it, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying with helping people. I, I started it a year ago um, just to share information with people. I was a new duck hunter at one point, soaking in everything I could. I've been new to many things. We all have. Um, and, and without those mentors and those people kind of showing you the ropes, I mean, we'd all be up shit's Creek without a paddle. Um, so the whole idea of our channel was literally to share my information, share my experiences and hopefully help some people along the way, um, and give me something to do. And then it's grown to the podcast where, you know, literally the podcast was, Hey, I don't think we're putting out enough every week let's talk for an hour and and try and help people and answer questions and um so at the end of the day social media is kind of like that dual-headed dragon uh and oh, you got the is. good side and the bad side but well um, hey, I, hey that you're helping me you're, you're teaching me <laughs> all right you got one you just chimed in we're good yeah oh, per perfect example you know i a uh a, I hate to use the word, but pro staff guy, you know, an industry person reached out to me and said, Hey man, one, one of the guys that my son grew up with is up in your neck of the woods. He wants to go hunting. I'm like, cool. I get it. He's away from home. He's a, he's a, uh, Alabama boy. Mm -hmm. All right. 25 years old. Come to find out, he's offensive tackle for the New England Patriots. <laughs> now this guy Holy can th this guy can <laughs> this guy can hunt wherever he wants. Okay, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. It's it's not it's not like oh I can't afford to do it. Mm -hmm. He he doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to be the football player. He doesn't want to be the offensive tackle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I'm like, dude, I'll take him, you know, but I need to talk to him first. I'm just not, I don't care who he is. You know, it's, I need to talk to him before he's coming on my field. Yeah. So I get on the phone with him. First question out of his mouth is not how many birds do you kill? What's the limit? What are we shooting? Blah, 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 blah. Is do you hunt with a dog? He was immediately allowed on my property. <laughs> when I when I got him out in the field, now this dude, 
you know, I'm I, I'm one of those guys that kind of I I hug my my buddies, girls, everything. You know, I'm a hugger. Yeah. You know, I you know, it's when I see my buddies I haven't seen in a while, I give them a fucking hug. That's the way I am. You know. <laughs> so I I go up, I meet this guy, I give him the guy hug. You know. And I'm like, dude, I've never hugged a building before. <laughs> He's fucking 6'6", 315. He's a brick freaking shit house. So I'm like, perfect. You're carrying the decoys as I set him up. <laughs> so as we're walking around setting 20 dozen decoys out in the in the in the spread. He's talking about missing how he hunts with his dad and how he's got two dogs in training back home. And, you know, he, he misses hunting with his buddies and everything. And I'm like, this is the kind of guy I want in my field. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it's all about, man. You know, oh, yeah. this, this limit shit and this, you know, I, I, I do better and, and, and I'm the freaking king of the world. Shit's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, like I said, it's just kind of how it is. Um, and, and last year we had just a, a god awful season, um, and I and I think uh, we were talking about it. You know, last year I hunted more days than I think I have in any duck season in my life, and I killed guaranteed the least amount of birds that I've killed in any duck season in my entire life. But but it was still just I mean it was great. It, it was Boone's first year, uh, my pup. Um, I wanted that's really the main drive I had last year was just getting out there every day, just trying to get as many birds under his bill as I could watch the sunrise with him. Like, I don't care if we're going by myself or my buddies, it didn't matter. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, just looking back and when I'm thinking about duck season, I'm not, you know, yeah, it's nice to think about mallards cupping up over the trees and dumping in. But when you're thinking about it, you're just thinking about, sunrise and hanging with your friends the jokes the laughs the good feelings i mean it's a good time whether you're shooting all kinds of birds or you're just out there with three or four dudes uh that you call your friends and and that that's what it is for me anyway so and that's why i duck hunt and pheasant hunt because (laughs) deer hunting and squirrel hunting you're kind of just out there by yourself and it's not as fun when you you can't shoot the shit with somebody and you could just talk shit to them if like you know it, a flock flies by and we all miss and he's like it, that was your shot or that was your shot <laughs> so that, that's that's what it is that's what it's all about oh yeah well uh <laughs> dude you're right it's a uh, we're, we're i'm trying to pull us back into <laughs> yeah yeah we got to get back into connecticut <laughs> <laughs> but we got people wanting answers we're gonna have to get you back on here matt um once all this shit's over with, so we can just have a the Matt Wettish show, because uh, <laughs> I I could do that every week. Uh, yeah. But but coming back at you, Matt, what uh, you know, what what got you into hunting? Was it was it family or how old were you when you first started uh, waterfowl hunting? I think we lost oh, Matt. Yeah, I think we might have lost him. There we go. You oh, there? Oh, okay. Yep. There we are. All right. Uh, gun dog, gun dog again. You there? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the dog <laughs> came over and knocked the thing again. So. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, shit. I don't even. I don't even remember how how young I was when I started. But I can. Mm-hmm. Let, let's put it this way. I was young enough, as as far as hunting in general, 
I can remember crying when my dad would leave on a rainy day to go deer hunting. And, <laughs> and my dad's like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? I'm like, cause it's raining. And he goes, why are you crying? Cause it's raining. I'm like, cause I know you'll get one. <laughs> he was a still hunter and he always if he went out on a deer hunt when it was raining man he always got one you know it was like yeah ridiculous. so uh at, at a very 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 young age i mean i was brought up eating venison and and you know hunting upland birds and the property i grew up on was called partridge run so you know woodcock mm-hmm. and grouse and and all that kind of stuff was all part of the game but waterfowl is, you know, unless you're down by the shoreline and you're actually kind of steeped in it, um, waterfowl was huge in Connecticut and New England back in the day. It was actually, yeah. they actually had punt guns, market hunting, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> but it really died out. Yeah. And a lot of that history of waterfowl um, kind of went with it. So there weren't a ton of waterfowl hunters because, I mean, again, we can get really crazy into this, but you know, 80% of the state of Connecticut used to be fields and yeah. all this, So everybody waterfowl hunted cause all the game was gone. Now it's hmm. the opposite. Now about 75% of the state is, is, is wooded. So now everybody's back into the deer and turkey and all that stuff. Yeah. But now you get this timber hunting along the rivers. You get all this. Um, but around us, it is very mother nature dependent. And and quite honestly, you know, being friends with people out in the flyway and, and uh, you know, Illinois and, and some of those bigger waterfowl states. Yeah. Um, Mother Nature, she's the biggest bitch I know. I mean, she, yeah. you yes. know, part, pardon the F-bomb, but she will fuck you every chance she gets. Yep. She just will. And um, so I, I listen to people, and it's funny because people think, you know, very straightforward about what's, what's wrong with hunting. Yeah. And... They don't see, you know, like this year, I can guarantee you people are going to say there's no fucking ducks. Oh, my God. There's no ducks around here. (laughs) We're not seeing any ducks. There's no ducks. This year sucks. I can't believe it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm planning on saying that already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guess what? We we have had more rain than we've had in over 50 years here this year really which means every freaking puddle every water hole Mm -hmm. every everything that will hold a mallard a wood duck a black duck whatever is going to be filled with birds in the woods because they're going to be eating acorns they're going to be eating the shit they they want the most yep they're not going to be on the connecticut river the connecticut river does not have the food it's a migration route. Yeah. But if they can be in the woods where they can get their nuts, there's a reason why there's a thing called a Cajun squeal. You know, it's, you know, they talk about the pressure on the voice box of a, of a, of a duck, 
have it, you know, creating that mm-hmm. higher pitch of stuffed crop. So, you know, there's these birds are going to be more spread out this year. Yeah. And unless we get a crazy freeze to force them all back to the river, people are going to be fucking crying the blues. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just like the Midwest. You get the Central Flyway, and people that are used to seeing 50, 80, 100,000 Canadas or mallards or whatever it is, if that snow doesn't fall and things don't ice up, those birds don't get there. Yeah. Yep. So does the hunting suck? Are there no birds? No, there's plenty of birds. They just never made it to you. Yep. Last year, people were complaining and saying, oh, freaking birds suck. There's no birds. Our, <laughs> our, our flyway sucks. Well, guess what? In December, a friend of mine sent me a freaking picture of a wood duck in a stream in Maine. <laughs> in December. That that freaking yeah. duck is supposed to be south of Maryland by December. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a I I understand and it and we're like like I said, you know, I'm in Louisiana. Uh, we're literally the bottom of the fucking flyway. Um, oh, if you don't get weather, man, you're screwed. Yeah, man, that's what people don't understand for us is, you know, it, and it's not just, we're not just relying on, you know, Canada. We're, we got every fucking state. Yeah, you got North Dakota, South Dakota, you got um, Illinois, Missouri, you've got so them all. So we're just, you know, we're just praying. And like I said, that's why I don't take my wood ducks for granted at all. Um, but you, yeah, it's there a, will be birds that come regardless, but yep. not in the droves that people quote unquote expect. Well, in North Dakota or uh, the Dakotas with, with their droughts this year, uh, I think they're going to be suffering when it comes to waterfowl production as well. Unless sure. They have a big turnaround. No doubt. Um, and, and quite honestly, I like these hard years. Last year being warm and the birds not creating that migration, that means not as many as ki- are killed. Yeah. You know, we had shit tons of freaking ducks on the river once things froze up and yeah. our season was out. So, so uh, that does nothing but good. So when you have a few years of not a good season, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good production as far as the, yeah. the health of the, the birds. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So we're, we're in a very weather dependent state as mm-hmm. far as uh, how, how good we are, because I can tell you right now, you know, my average good day for Canada's is a thousand birds. A thousand fifteen hundred birds, you know, coming over us, not yeah. like in the distance. Uh, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred birds having an opportunity at is kind of our average good day. Okay. And like when I've had times when you know that'll go all the way through the end of December. Mm-hmm. I've also had times when it's frozen up in the beginning of November and all those birds that we should be hunting for the next freaking six weeks are gone. Long gone. Yeah. They're kicked out or you get a snow at the wrong time. 
Mm-hmm. Those birds just pass you by. Yeah. So our state, as far as, you know, um, you know, as far as a good hunting state, it's phenomenal. But don't make, I wouldn't recommend making it a destination. Oh, because, yeah. Because, uh, you know, you want a destination. Birds are eventually going to make it to Louisiana, Mississippi. You want to get the bottom end of the flyway, go for it. Get those ducks. They're going to be down there. They're going to the rice fields. Texas is an unsung hero. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) But other than that, go to fucking North and South Dakota, man. Get them before everybody else beats the shit out of them. Shoot into flocks (laughs) of 150, 250, 300 mallards as they buzz you at sunrise. You know, because Connecticut can be awesome. But you're rolling the dice, man. Yeah. And, and, and you've got to have the mindset and the capability to adapt and say, okay, the birds aren't on the water. Where do they go? And so many people are used to just sitting on the river and glassing it and looking for birds and not doing their homework to say, well, the birds aren't on the river. Well, guess what? It's not because they're not here. They are here. Where are they? Yep. You know, so it's tough, man. It makes you hunt, makes you a hunter. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's really similar to what we have here. Um, and just talking to Vang, he wants to come visit and uh, hunt down here. And I have another buddy back in Indiana who wants to come down this year. And they're just like, hey, when should we come, man? I'm just like, dude, I mean, just, <laughs> I, I just have about yeah. a week's notice. Just put the money aside and just be waiting because. Uh, <laughs> If we don't get cold weather, I mean, just, I mean, you can come fucking hang out, but you don't have to come during duck season because it'll be the same thing. Right. Um, you can always catch you know, <laughs> But <laughs> But if you got some money, man, that just set it aside and it, just wait. And, I, and I'll give you a call and say, hey, man, you got about seven days to get your ass to Louisiana if you want to kill some ducks. And well, that's kind of how we live our season. And, and it just depends, man. Two years ago, opening morning, um, we had some cold weather early, which we open mid late December, November every year. So we just hammered the birds. We had a whole world of gadwall in the area. Um, and it was just me and a buddy. We shot our gadwall. We shot our limited gadwall. And then we sat there for an hour or two hours in our kayaks and just called birds and just kind of took it all in. Uh, last year, opening morning, I don't even think we saw a two-man limit of birds. Uh, right. So it just yeah. depends on, on our weather here as well. But Yeah. I've got with, can, I tell go people ahead. October for Canada's, you know, we've got we've got a two weekend um two weekend slot where they open it up. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, you wanna go, that is the instinctual migration, not the weather forced. Yeah. You know, that is the the birds that are instinctually moving because they know they should. Yeah. They're not being forced because of weather or anything like that. You want to come for a knockdown drag out. That is the time to come. That's when I've done my TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Other than that, I've hunted 26 out of 50 states. And the biggest the the absolute number one saying and every single one of them was, you should have been here yesterday and wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's yep. the way it is, man. 
Oh yeah. And, and like you said, man, it just comes back to mother nature and, and so many things have to come together. Um, and that's why, uh, that's why us, us guys who are in a, the less fortunate States, man, that's why we appreciate waterfowl hunting so much more. We're just, we're built a little different and I, and I'm a firm believer in that, but, um, what are your seasons like in Connecticut, Matt? What, when do you guys open up and they suck? Oh no, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> We've got, we basically, um, I'm not going to name, you know, the dates of the seasons or anything, but yeah. we, we open up our, our, uh, early Canada goose migration, our September season resident birds. Um, we got a 15 bird limit that, um, is half hour. Ha, let me see half hour before sunrise, which is normal, just about everywhere to a yeah. half hour after sunset. Okay. So you, you want to shoot a roost. Plus <laughs> it's no plugs in your gun. Really? 15 bird limit, no plugs, half hour after sunset. You want to wait till the end of the September and sit on a roost with no <laughs> plugs for a half hour after. You pick a rainy day on the last week of September and go sit on a roost and see what happens. It can <laughs> it can get ugly really quick. Really? But um other than that, we have open and closed seasons between puddle ducks and sea ducks. And we have what's called, a, just like we have an early season for Canada's, uh, for for um, the non-migratory, the giants. Yeah. We have a late season, which is really cool. Okay. So after all the migrators go through, and all the hard weather comes in basically from the second week of January to the second week of February, we have a five bird Canada limit. That's basically all this. It's the Southern zone of the state, which is everything on the shoreline. Yeah. And, um, that don't take me for, you know, verbatim on that because it's not, there okay. are regulations as far as shoreline, but it's basically your shoreline area. Yeah. Everything's been pushed. Everything that doesn't want to leave for the Canada's has been pushed to the salt water that doesn't freeze. Hmm. And they're eating on all the golf courses that are on the shoreline and everything. And yeah. there's a five bird limit that goes through February 15 about. Okay. So basically we've got waterfowl hunting of some way, shape or form everywhere from September one to February 15th. 